0: Hello, and how are you doing today? It's a beautiful day in Canada's capital of Ottawa, Ontario. The sun is shining, and I'm sitting down to put together a new show for you. Five songs, five stories. This is Songs and Stories, Supplemental Jazz Edition, Part 81. And I have been away for a couple of weeks because I've been working on a multitude of projects, but this is the labor of love that I always come back to when I have the time. So today, a couple of classics and a couple of new ones. I'm going to start things off with a classic from Wayne Shorter, the late Wayne Shorter. He passed away um, this year, March 2nd of 2023. May he rest in peace. Thanks for the music, Wayne. Thank you. was titled 502 Blues, Drinking and Driving. Recorded in 1966, released in uh, October of 1967. Recording took place at the Van Gilder Studios in Englewood Cliffs, New Jersey. Classified as a combination of post-pop and hard pop. Classic album. One of his best. Featuring Herbie Hancock on piano, Reggie Workman on the bass, and Joe Chambers on the drums. It actually charted in uh, Belgium. It was hit number 133 in the top 200 in 2022, which is odd for an album that was 54 years old at the time. 55 almost, I guess. Yeah, Wow. 55 years old, and it was uh, back on the charts, which is really quite something. But then again... You know, you have to understand how popular Wayne Shorter was and how long his career lasted. As I said, he was one of the jazz, uh, known as jazz music's greatest improviser. Of course, he tried to emulate his hero, Charlie Parker, for many decades. And I think in in multiple respects, he surpassed him in many ways. Okay. Great, late, great Wayne Shorter, who, like I said, passed away on March 2nd of 2023. So just a little over a month ago since we lost him at the age of 89. I do not know what the cause of death was, but he was 89, so it could have been a number of things. His health had been in decline since 2017 when he retired from playing. But he still composed, and he still worked on uh, a number of projects, right up until the very end. The late great Wayne Shorter. Okay, changing tack ever so slightly... Uh, we're going to go to, from the album uh, Waltz for Debbie, which is um, uh, original jazz classics remasters. This was recorded in 1961, the album Waltz for Debbie. This is the Bill Evans Trio, and this composition is titled Waltz for Debbie. Take two. I hope you enjoy this. Bill Evans Trio with their 1961, June 25th, 1961 recording, recorded live at the Village Vanguard in New York City. Released at uh, the end of February of 1962, originally on vinyl, of course, as you know, that was the milieu and medium of the day. It was re released as a compact disc, um, uh, double, double the length, but because it, it had a multiple multiple outtakes and additional tracks. Waltz for Debbie, written for his niece, as I said. Uh, Take two on the album, the original take one, is on the uh, compact disc version, if you have the CD, or you can find it, of course, on the Spotify. Now that record was the uh, final album of that original trio, Uh, Bill Evans on piano, Scott LaFaro on bass, and Paul Modian on drums. Scott LaFaro uh, perished in a car accident just ten days after that uh, album had been recorded so he never ever got to see it released, unfortunately. The last hit, Bill Evans, pretty hard, and he went into seclusion for quite some time. He uh, later returned uh, to the trio format in, in 1962 with uh, drummer pa- uh, Paul Modian, along with bassist Chuck Israels. The yeah, title track is a musical portrait of his niece. It became a staple of his live wa- repertoire for uh, many, many years. It was originally uh, released as a, a solo piano uh, composition on his debut album New Jazz Con- Conceptions and it is likely you know possibility and probability one of his best known compositions now the album itself ranked very highly amongst the critics at the time all about jazz gives it five stars all music five stars the penguin guide to jazz five stars the Rolling Stone Jazz Record Guide five stars, and the Encyclopedia of Popular Music five stars. Now, of course, the Rolling Stone um, Jazz Record Guide wasn't released in 1962. Uh, many years later, Downbeat magazine gave it four out of five stars for the original LP release, lowest uh, rating out of all critics at the time. Go figure. Wonder what they disliked about it. Never know, perhaps it may have been some of the commotion you can hear in the back, in the background at the beginning of the recording, as it was recorded live in a nightclub. tend to hear a little bit of noise from the patrons that were probably having dinner and drinks at the time. The late, great Bill Evans. Of course, Bill Evans perished in 1980 after a struggle with drug addiction, amongst other things. He was a brilliant pianist, and thankfully we still have his music. Okay, I'm going to move it along a little bit here, and uh, I'm going to play another composition featuring Wayne Shorter. This also has um, um, Lee Morgan featured on it, along with Elvin Jones and Reginald Workman. This is uh, from the album Night Dreamer, released originally in 1964, the Wayne Shorter album. This is uh, that title composition, Night Dreamer. Sit back, relax, and let the jazz flow over you. Recorded in uh, April 29th, 1964, and released and released in November of 1964. Of course, recorded at the Van Gelder Studio in Englewood Cliffs, New Jersey, where a great number of Blue Note, Blue Note albums were recorded. It was the uh, very fourth album from Wayne Shorter on the Blue Note Records labels, of course, with the quintet of uh, trumpeter Lee Morgan, pianist McCoy Tyner bassist Reggie Workman, and drummer Elvin Jones. At this point in his career, Shorter felt that his writing was changing, while his previous compositions had a lot of detail. He said this, this new approach had a simplistic quality to it. I quote, I used to use a lot of chord changes, for instance, but now I can separate the wheat from the chaff. Interesting take. And of course, the critics love that record as well. It's uh, been described as modal jazz and post-bop, and I can hear that, definitely hear that. A great uh, quintent, quintent, quintet, quintet, <laughs> quintet. Get it together, Paul! Spectacular musicians all around, and as I've said in the past, I did have the luxury and unique opportunity to see McCoy Tyner at the Ottawa Jazz Fest a number of years ago when he was still very much in his prime. He has passed away. Was that now? Let me check my notes here. He passed away um, March sixth of twenty twenty at the age of eighty one. I don't know if uh, it doesn't list his cause of death. He had been quite ill for some time. It may very well have been COVID. We don't know. It was the early days of the pandemic at that time. But the late great Uh, Wayne Shorter along with the brilliant McCoy Tyner on a pivotal album and uh, definitely a gear shift for Wayne at the time. Now let's swing into the modern age a little bit, shall we? This is uh, an album that was released on February 24th of 2023. From the album Now, Beauty. Well, it's No, and the W in Now is in parentheses. No Beauty or Now Beauty. It's a bit of a play on words. Enzo Karniel and Hermann Maihar. This is, for all we know... No beauty? No beauty or now beauty? Hmm. Stuff to say. I think it's a play on words, removing the K from the word no, K-N-O-W, as in to be aware of something. And they've just uh, dropped the K, put the W in parentheses, so it's now or no. I think there's a bit of a joke in there somewhere. They met in Paris, uh, the quartet did, when an uh, American trumpet player Herman Mihari, who you heard towards the end of that composition, and they gelled rather quickly. You know, he decided to move to Paris, as many musicians, especially jazz musicians, have done before him. As you can earn a good living in that city playing jazz music, there are several jazz clubs sprinkled throughout the city, and I've attended a few of them in my traveling days. Of course, this uh, they're most recently featured at 38 Rive, which is uh, 38 Rue de Rivoli in uh, Paris. And, uh, yeah, they played there back in December. Friday, December 16th. You can uh, you could have purchased a ticket for uh, 25 euros. I'm like, man, that, that would have been a good show to see. I'm going to have to get back to Paris sometime soon because there's some great jazz clubs in that city. And that city embraces jazz like no other city in Europe, in my mind, for my personal experiences. Now I know that there is a massive jazz scene throughout Scandinavia, but I can't think of a unique city in and of itself that features jazz so eloquently and proudly as does Paris. This album uh, was released, like I said, February 24th of this year. And I expect to hear more from these gentlemen over the years to come. They did first get together in 2015, as I understand. Played sporadically and finally really sat down and put things together. Of course, featuring the four, the four musicians I should, uh, I should mention. En- Enzo Canial on piano, Herman Mahari on trumpet. Damien Var- Varadoum, Varillon Varadoum. I guess, double bass. Stefan Adsoir on drums. Now, Beauty. You can find them on Spotify. And they have a few compositions featured on YouTube, if you do look for them. I hope you enjoy them as much as I do. Okay. I do have um, one more composition for you today. And this uh, is, is also quite new. It was released on St. Patrick's Day of this year. This, uh, this is the single, Alfie, Trio, featuring uh, An- Antonio Zambrini, Jesper Bottleson, and Martin Maretti Anderson. This is Alfie. <laughs> of the Burt Bacharach composition, Alfie, originally uh, written and recorded in, was it 1962, I believe? I'd have to look that up. But let's talk about these artists. Now, this trio of Antonio Zamblini, Jesper Bodelson, and Martin Moretti Anderson, they've released uh, three compositions thus far this year, and they've done one every month. So first song was titled, first song. <laughs> and that was released on January 13th of 2023. Their second song, their second composition was titled Gaia, released on March, or February 10th, 2023. And of course, the composition you just heard, their interpretation of the Burt Bacharach classic, Alfie, released on St. Patrick's Day, March 17th, 2023. Now, I have learned that they will be releasing a full album sometime this year, but I'm going to anticipate they release a song a month until the end of the year and then release an entire album in December. I could be wrong about that. I've been wrong before. And I know I'm going to be wrong in the future because I make a lot of mistakes. After all, I am only a human male. In <laughs> some tastes, that's even questionable. The human part. <laughs> So, Antonio Zambrini, a jazz jazz piano player and composer. He's originally from Milan, and, well, he's been on the scene for quite a number of years and has uh, quite a few compositions uh, that he's recorded and released. He's worked with the who's who of the European jazz scene, also including a few uh, Americans that you may have heard of, Lee Konitz, Mark Murphy, and William Parker just to name a couple, along with Ron Horton at some point in time, too. They had worked together. Now, of course, Martin Maratti Anderson. I don't know a lot about this young man. And I say young man because I can't find any information on him. And all I have is a is a nice photo of him. And he's very scando-looking, uh, tall, fair-skinned, blonde hair, blue eyes. I don't know if he's Swedish, Danish, Norwegian, could could be Finnish for all I know. I don't I don't know. Now Jesper Bodelson is a Danish jazz double bassist. He was born in January of nineteen seventy and he hails from uh, Haslev Sialand, I, I hope I pronounced that correctly in Denmark. Haslev. He was a student um, for a number of years, and since the end of the nineteen nineties he's worked uh, exclusively, I shouldn't say exclusively, but regularly with Ed Figpen. And he's recorded various albums with him as well. He's also worked with Joe Lovano, Bill Frizzle, Gregory Porter, Brad Maldo. I get names incorrect all the time. But he's been uh, on the scene for quite a number of years now. At the age of 53, he's got a very well-established career. And in 2004, he was awarded the Django D'Or as Performer of the Year. Now, of course, that is named after the late, great uh, Django Reinhardt. It's an award for jazz musicians in Europe. The trophy is a creation of the French painter Raymond Moretti, and it was first introduced in France, then in Belgium in 1995, in Sweden and Italy in 1999, and finally Denmark in 2001. So I imagine this trio will be working together for quite some time as they have this unique way of releasing a song a month. And I'm wondering what the overall theme, the sweeping theme of the, of the album will be when they finally do release it. Time will tell, but each single has had a very similar artwork on the cover. So I anticipate a complete album from them, but I, I do, like I do suspect it will be sometime in December as they release one track a month, which I think is a neat way to do it. Okay, that about wraps it up for today. I don't have much more to say, to be honest with you. It's, uh, it's been a very busy week for me, and I was happy to, to carve out some time so I could put this together for you. I apologize that uh, I, I'm, I'm relatively uh, somber today. Sometimes that happens, just a little bit tired. You know how that can go. Anyway, my friend, I will be talking to you very soon as I get another show together. Get it organized and put out on the airwaves for you. Airwaves, well, I guess the internet. Not really the airwaves, but you can listen to this anywhere. You can get an internet connection. You can stream it, or you can download it, or you can just join my RSS page and become a fan. Don't think I have any aspirations of a big fan club. This is jazz after all. Uh, there's nobody really listening, there's a few people, a handful of people around the world, and I'm thankful for each and every one of you that you love jazz as much as I do. I do understand this is not for everybody, and that's okay, not everything is meant to be for everyone. So until we meet again, my friend, wherever you are in this world, I hope you're happy, healthy, and grooving to the
1: jazz. Until we meet again, take care. Bye.